Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell checking in from Denver, where it's not, you know, high of one anymore, but it's still kind of chilly outside. Mm, yeah, and you are fresh off a walk, so you know from what you speak. Yes, I should have gone this morning. It was sunny outside, and you always got to take advantage of the Colorado sun when you see it. I went out this afternoon. It was cold. I'm cold. I still have my winter jacket on. And uh, you told me before we started recording, you are having some sort of uh, niggling injury that's bothering oh. you. Just going to talk about it because somebody's got to sympathize with me. I have not been doing much of anything. I mean, I've been going to strength training a lot. I've been going Monday, Wednesday, Friday, then teaching many happy miles, Tuesday, Thursday. So I'm strength training like a mother, which is awesome. And I feel mm-hmm. nice and strong, and pretty fit. Not been mm-hmm. riding my bike. I haven't been hiking very much because it's like I said, you know, high of one. <laughs> and then uh haven't been walking much because also high of one. And also Amelia. My daughter, who's 20, was home for pretty much all of December and most of the first week in January. And uh-huh. so she walked the dogs every day, which was awesome. Oh, so, okay. Uh, she loves to do that. And so oh, um, nice. I didn't have to do that. Yes, it was very nice. So so not a lot of like repetitive, same kind of thing, you know. The, um, so I have a piriformis syndrome, which is basically it's like a, the muscle underneath your big glute. It's mm-hmm. this very tender little thing that honest to God, I feel like there is a, like a knife stabbing Mm. into me all the time. And it not all the Mm. time, but definitely when I'm walking so that, so when I just went out for my little chilly walk, I'm seeing a physical therapist, which is the first time I've done that in a very, very long time. Oh, okay. And uh, he's helping me. I mean, he's very, very helpful. And I communicate with him a lot. He wants to know how I'm doing. So I text him a lot. And so I came back yesterday and I was like, um, his name's Edward. I'm like, Edward, I have a very high tolerance for pain. And this mm-hmm. walking is just really rough. Like, mm. it, you know, um, so and and I, fi- I feel it the most when I'm like towing off, right? Mm-hmm. When I'm walking. And you know me, I walk fast. I take big steps. I definitely mm-hmm. try to, you know, I'm an aggressive walker. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I want you to shorten up your stride a lot so that, mm. you know, I'm not pushing off so aggressively. Mm. And so I just, so that was my, that was my goal for this little 25 minute chilly walk around our neighborhood was to itty bitty <laughs> mini mouse my way through the neighborhood, <laughs> keeping my, keeping my, uh, keeping my stride small so that I didn't irritate it. And I will say it definitely felt better. It's, it's oh. I, I notice it. And I, I don't think this is my future. I don't think I'm going to be taking, you know, two millimeter steps for the rest of my life. But it's nice to have like a solution like that because yeah, it sure is, you know, mm-hmm. like sometimes when I'm in, you know, I'm like, when I went to him, I was like, I really want to know what I can do when I am in so much pain. I need relief immediately. Like I, mm. I, you know, like there are times where it, I'm standing like in the kitchen doing whatever. And it just is lighting up. And I like step on my left foot because it's my right glute. I'm like, I step on my mm-hmm. left foot just and like try to balance there just to take the weight off. And mm-hmm. it doesn't even make a difference. Like it's just, Aww. it's bringing me back to those days where, you know, you get so um, annoyed, bitter, whatever the word is like the pain is not, you know, it, it, it kind of, it puts a mm-hmm. patina all over you. Right. Oh, it, it's, yeah. it's just hard to, I, I know you know it too for, with your back. Mm-hmm. It's just, there are days where mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, I, I can't this is my, to this podcast This is my reality. Right yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or yeah. that's my reality for the rest of my life. 
Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so, sorry, Dimity. That's okay. It's, it's, I mean, he wants me to keep moving, which is great. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. And well, it's going to get better. I know it's going to get better. I mean, the thing is I put off seeing a PT for a long time. Christy Diller, mm-hmm. who was our PT and many happy miles was helping me mm-hmm. some over text, but you could only do so much, right. Until sure. like, she can't see me. I'm not gonna, you know? So I, I was finally like, all right, let's invest in this. This is your body. Let's invest in this because mm-hmm. the pain is not going away. So, yeah. Well, but it also, I'm just marveling at how responsive and like high service Edward is. That's, that's pretty amazing. It is. Well, I am paying a pretty premium uh, price for each visit. So oh, <laughs> um, I hear you on that, but I mean, yeah. the, you know, we have to pay our Amy Benton is the PTIC and it's completely out of pocket. And so I just buy, you know, a 10 pass for my son, John and me to split those visits to her. But yeah, I mean, it is money well spent as you, That's as thing. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, um, coach Jess, who's in our, um, who does our traditional programs with Amy, you know, mm-hmm. she sees a PT once a month for what she calls a search and destroy mission, <laughs> what she and her PT call it. And I love that. Uh-huh. I love that mm-hmm. idea of it. And I bought a 10 pack actually from Edward or the company. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when he was talking about how, you know, I'm going to probably do like you know, three or four weeks in a row where I'll be going once a week and then hopefully it'll space out after that. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping that, you know, this will carry me through the 10 pack will carry me through, I don't know, June, July, something like that, mm-hmm. you know, where mm-hmm. I have a chance to just go once a month and just be like, okay, because the mm-hmm. thing about it is, is it, like we've said, it's an investment. I don't. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, okay, what about, what if this gets better after like two visits? Then am I just screwed for, you know, <laughs> screwed out of eight visits? I'm like, no, Dimity, there's like always something you can work on, right? So. Exactly. Or that sometimes when I go over to see Amy, I'm thinking, I just, she's really good at massage. You know, massage is part of PT. And I just think, I just want to lay here and get a massage for an hour. And it never works out that way. But <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know. It's like, it's like almost like, you know, when you're in therapy, you're like, God, what am I going to talk about today? Talk about, and, then yeah. you leave, and then you leave and you're like, just run out. You've been crying the whole time. You're like, wow, I guess I did have something to get out of me. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Well, I wish you um, relief and a speedy recovery, Dimity. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we have Whitney wondering about hill workouts. Hey, this is Whitney calling in from Glasgow, Kentucky. I am down in South Central Kentucky, so think beautiful rolling hills and meadows. So my question for you all today is, given the fact that really anytime I'm doing anything more than a mile, I'm going to cross the hill. Maybe not a super steep hill, but it's going to be a hill or at least an incline. If I'm doing six, seven, eight, nine, ten miles, multiple hills. So should I be doing a hill repeat workout once a week or a couple times a month? Like how often should I be doing those hill repeats? Thank you. Okay. Well, thanks for calling, Whitney. Your your runs remind me of running from my childhood home in suburban Connecticut, where the hills are an unavoidable fact of life, as it sounds like they are there in that part of Kentucky. And, you know, whereas here where I live in Portland, Oregon, I can run for miles without ever encountering a steep or a long incline. You know, I have to be like, oh, okay, I'll head toward a hill today just to mix things up a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah. Same with me. I mean, I could run pretty flat. I have to intentionally head for the hills, right? Even Mm -hmm. though I live in the middle of the mountains, but Denver is pretty flat as it goes. So, yeah. Yeah. It's always surprising to me how flat Denver is. 
you know, yeah. that it's, yeah. it's just, uh, I don't know. It seems like it should be, it's in the mountains. It seems like it should be more, more hilly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, it, you know, if you're in the mountain mountains, it's not, that doesn't make for a super friendly urban environment <laughs> when you're <laughs> yeah. like trying to build, you know, right. skyscrapers yeah. on an incline of seven, seven percent. Yeah. 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 The city fathers and mothers knew what they were doing when they chose the, the, where Denver was located. So, so then when I would, Whitney, back to your, your hilly things, when I visited my parents for weeks at a time, when my kids were younger, I'd go out, you know, in the summer for two, three weeks at a time. So that if I were on a training plan, I'd typically scratch all and any hill repeat workouts that I felt that, you know, that I was supposed to do on my training plan because I felt that every run was hilly enough. But Coach Dimity, do you think that's the right way of looking at things? I mean, it just depends, right? So she doesn't say if she's on a training plan. She just says that she's like, should she avoid hill repeats? And Mm -hmm. If she's not on a training plan that, you know, and she doesn't like hill repeats, then obviously she's getting plenty of hills, I think, and, and it's all good. Um, mm-hmm. That said, uh, you know, there are there are reasons for doing hill repeats that are not necessarily, you know, even though you can you can go run a hilly route. Awesome. Mm-hmm. If you're keeping your effort pretty easy the whole time, mm-hmm. that's not really what a hill repeat workout is. I mean, when you go Mm -hmm. do a hill repeat workout, you're dialing up that intensity, right? Mm -hmm. You're climbing Mm -hmm. it as fast as you can, right? And then Mm -hmm. coming down, recovering. So it's more Mm -hmm. like interval training a little bit, you know, except for that it has the hill in there, which is going to give you muscular strength and immediately promote good form. um, Mm -hmm. If you're having any form issues, climbing a hill is the best way to kind of self-correct your form. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. I I mean, it, it really just depends. If she likes them, and she's not on a training plan, I would say do them, you know, once mm-hmm. a week is fine or, you know, whenever the, whenever the spirit strikes her, if mm-hmm. they are on a training plan, I would say keep them in there knowing mm-hmm. that like, again, it's going to up the intensity. And, mm-hmm. and, and then I would also play with the hills that, you know, she's just going to go run 10 miles easy, like mm-hmm. make sure it's easy. So does that mean maybe walking up a couple of the hills or, you know, not necessarily like gunning to the top of every hill, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. So, so there's no, if she is on a training plan, you wouldn't be concerned that she's going to overdo it on hills. You can't, well, of course you can overdo it on hills, especially going downhill. But I mm. mean, again, running uphill is puts you in the position where you are like, you've got a nice forward lean. You're mm-hmm. prone to use your, your glutes the most because you're going mm-hmm. uphill your arms are in a good position. I mean, everything about it is like the ideal running form that we want on flat ground. So okay. no, I don't think that you can overdo running hills. I mean, certainly mm-hmm. her calves are going to be sore, <laughs> you know, but, um, <laughs> but, and obviously, you know, I don't think that she would overdo it. No. Okay. Okay. All right. Excellent. Okay. We're going to take a quick break to hear from the brands that support this show. We'll be back soon. Here's Kathleen with an intriguing side effect of heart rate training. Hi, this is Kathleen. I'm calling from Virginia. I have a question about zone two or heart rate running. Um, I've just started to do that. I've heard all of the advice about why it's so beneficial. And uh, one of the things I'm finding challenging that I haven't really heard uh, much people talk about is that I have a lot of aches and pains when I finish my zone two runs. I'm an experienced runner. I've and several marathons, been running for almost 10 years. And yet, um, I don't know whether it's that the slower pace changes my gait 
or it just changes the way I, uh, the, my feet hit the ground. Um, nothing else has changed about my running. Um, but I find that after those slow runs, which are at least two minutes slower than or even marathon pace for me to stay in zone two, um, I just have a lot of aches and pains in places I never did before. So I'm wondering if you have any advice about that, if that's common and what to do about it. Uh, really enjoy the podcast. Thanks so much for all you do. Thanks for your podcast. Love Kathleen. And I'm intrigued by your question. For starters, though, please let's give folks a primer dimity on training by heart rate, because I speak from personal experience when I say that it always seemed really mystifying to me until I was on one of our heart rate training programs in 2020. And finally, I'm like, Oh, I get it. The light bulb has gone off. So give us the 411. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so basically heart rate training gives you individualized zones based on your heart rate. The best way to get your heart rate zones is to do a test. Mm-hmm. And so there are a lot of ways out there that say like, oh, take 180 minus um, your age or um, or maybe it's 210 minus your age. I can't remember. Like very simple formulas that are mm-hmm. not super accurate. Mm-hmm. Ditto for what your like Garmin is going to s- or your corals or whatever is going to spit out to you as your zones. So Mm -hmm. you got to, so that's the first thing I want to say to Kathleen is I don't doubt her, but poking around a little bit for some answers for her question, I came up against, are you sure your zones are right? So that's the Mm. first thing that I would say. Okay. And zone two right now is freaking everywhere because of Peter Atia. Do you know who he is, Sarah? I do not. He, he wrote this book called Outlive. Um, he's got mm. a very detailed podcast. It's like, you know, he dives <laughs> like two hours into, I was just listening to one about like joints, right? Hips, knees, mm. ankles, like replacement. He's a doctor mm. who uh, is very much into, he wa- says he wants to um, septuagenarian Olympics or something like that. He wants to compete in that. <laughs> like he's looking to oh. extend his longevity as far as mm-hmm. like living a very healthy you know, body that can move fluidly as best mm-hmm. he can. And zone mm. two training is the thing right now that he has mm. popularized because okay. it's that place where you're getting all the aerobic cardiovascular benefits without the without the lactic acid building up, without, you know, putting yourself into this position of too much um, cortisol and stress on your body. Mm. It's just this nice steady state mm-hmm. kind of hum of your blood flowing through you. So mm-hmm. it's it's very trendy right now. Mm. So, okay. So that's the first thing I would say is make sure that your zones are right because, um, you know, maybe your, your zones might be too low and mm. that's, and, and, uh, once you do this test, say my max heart rate is, um, you go to a track, you run for 20 minutes hard and, uh, my max heart rate turns out to be 179. Mm-hmm. Then you take certain percentages of that 179 and um, and work out your zones that way. Like we do that in the mm-hmm. heart rate programs with Jen and Liz. They have we have a you know we have the test all written out. Mm-hmm. Learning to run by heart rate has that in there. So if this is something that's interesting to you and you want to kind of do it under the guidance of a coach, I just am going to put that little promo in there just because. Um, again, there's mm-hmm. just a lot of information on the internet sometimes that <laughs> can get overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Okay, but mm-hmm. Kathleen, if you feel like your zones are correct and your um and your body does hurt, I can also see why that is happening because if maybe something that people can relate to is if you think about say you're a 2-hour half marathoner and you decide you want to run with your best friend who wants to complete hers in 
two hours and 30 minutes. Like mm-hmm. it is difficult to run at a pace that does not feel right for your body. Right. 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 To run, run at a naturally slow pace. A naturally slow pace. And most of us really enjoy running in zone three. That's the place oh. where you get that like, oh, I just had a good workout, but you didn't push yourself super, super hard, you know, but you've mm-hmm. got that like flushed cheeks, kind of tired. Um, you're running a little bit faster. She said she's running like two minutes a mile slower than she normally is. So that is definitely yes. going <laughs> to slow her down quite a bit. And when you do mm-hmm. that, if you just think about it, your foot is going to be on the ground for a little bit longer. Sure. And there was even a study, you know, recreational runners were asked to run a thousand meters at three different running speeds. So they were asked mm-hmm. to run a thousand meters at five miles an hour, 7.3, and then 9.8 miles an hour. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And so the overall stress to the knee was 30% less at the faster mm-hmm. speed because oh. of the lower number of strides you need to cover that distance. So let me say that mm-hmm. one more time. So like there was less stress on the knee when you're running faster because you're running faster. You, your strides, you're not taking as many steps to go that distance. So mm-hmm. you're going to slow down quite a bit, but if you're going to go two minutes a mile slower, right? Mm-hmm. So what mm-hmm. I would say to Kathleen is, A, it's kind of normal. B, you've still got to pay attention to your form. I think when you slow down like that, sometimes it's easy just to think like lazy running a little bit. And I'm not Mm. saying she's lazy, but you know, like, because you don't have that like intensity, like, oh, I want to go as fast as I can. I want to see what my splits are. I want to, you know, so check your posture, check your cadence, right? Um, One thing to think Mm. about is still think quick, light feet, quick, light Mm. feet. Um, So Mm. when you're doing that, like one suggestion I read and I kind of, I like this idea is at the beginning of an easy run, mm-hmm. check your cadence, just, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for a minute, see how many times your right foot lands or 30 seconds mm-hmm. and multiply it by two. Mm-hmm. Halfway through the run, check it again. Mm-hmm. Close to your home, check it again. It should be very similar, um, mm-hmm. you know, within a couple steps or two. So that's what I would say. I mean, so you're just, you're, you're slowing down. You're probably putting more impact on your joints. Like we said about your knee. And, and I would imagine that you could transfer that to your ankle, to your hips. Mm-hmm. So the other thing too, is I just would not get too, too hung up on being exactly in zone two. Like mm. if you need to, you know, if it feels a little bit more comfortable to not, I'm not saying like head right out of zone one into zone three within the first mile Mm -hmm. of your workout. But say you're going for five miles in zone two and, you know, the last mile you're like, oh, you know what? It feels a little bit better. You know, my heart rate's creeping up and I feel better that I'm moving forward faster than kind of Mm -hmm. doing the lazy running. Again, Mm -hmm. I don't want to see like 10 or 20 beats higher, two or three, Mm -hmm. four. That's okay for that last little bit. That's my Mm. take on it all. That's fascinating, Timothy. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is heart rate training. It is, you know, I was such a skeptic, Dim, you know that going into it and it is so effective and it is really kind of magical. And I was sorry that I never got to see the, you know, the fruits of all my efforts because the, it was 2020 and the race never happened. Sure. And, uh, uh, yeah. So who knows? I don't know. Well, yeah. And the idea there, like it was again, spending that time down low in zone two, you'd be amazed your heart rate over time and over time means, you know, months and months will, you can cover more distance with less effort Mm -hmm. and your times get 
uh, faster with less effort. Um, but it is a definitely mm-hmm. a game of patience. And, um, mm-hmm. and if it hurts you all the time, you're probably not going to stick with it. So I would kind of adjust mm-hmm. things as you need to Kathleen. And if you need to, I would also maybe see if there's a running coach or someone in your area could watch you run, um, while mm. you're in zone two. Mm, that's smart. That's smart. Excellent. All great advice, Tim. Thank you. All right. This is Rihanna who has a blister question. Hi, Dimity and Sarah. This is Rihanna from St. Paul, Minnesota. And my question for you is this, what should be included in a blister kit to carry while you're running? I ran a 60 mile trail run today in training for a 55 K that I'm doing in March and came out with a really beautiful blister. I could feel the hot spot as I was running and figured I probably should have been taking care of it before I finished my run but I didn't have anything with me, but I don't really know what to carry either. So I'm wondering if you could let me know what should be in a blister kit that would fit in the hydration pack. Thank you. Love you at the show. Bye. Well, Ryan is so good to hear your voice. And before we go any further, I want to clarify because when I listened to this email, sorry, voicemail, which I did twice, I thought for sure that Ryan said that she had ran 60, six zero miles. Oh, geez. I was like, what, what, what? For a 55K, I'm like, I, I don't even need to convert. I know that the race is shorter than that. So, no, I texted Ryan. She's one of our brand ambassadors. And I was like, did you run 60 or 16? And she was like, no, no, no. It was 16, one, six miles. So, whoo. Uh, <laughs> good, good. Phew. I mean, at yeah, 60 miles yeah. is a long training run, whether <laughs> you're in zone two or not, right? <laughs> right. Oh, any zone, my goodness. So then one other bit, when I texted Ryan uh, to check on the length of that run, she admitted she that she got another blister on her very next long training run. So this is a question that we have to answer stat, Dimity. Okay, okay. To the rescue, (laughs) to the rescue. Here we go. (laughs) So are you plagued by blisters when you go hiking, Dim? You know, it just, no, I'm really not. Mm. While while I have a piriformis issue, my feet, which have been um, very problematic over the years, are finally getting better. So that's the oh, good news about not running good. anymore. So I didn't used to be able to wear socks because it would just hurt too much. The um the literally like the thinnest socks would squeeze on my nerves, and it just I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. They mm. calmed down over time, you mm-hmm. know, years. Okay. Um, so I can wear mm-hmm. socks now, <laughs> which Woo-hoo! is nice. Everyone <laughs> is happy around my house. They are not holding their nose anymore when I take off my shoes. Um, but so when I end up going for like a walk without socks on, um, I will sometimes mm-hmm. get a blister, especially in like a new pair of shoes or something like that. But oh, overall, okay. not blisters aren't really an issue. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, very good. So while I dug around on some Reddit sites and some other message boards for ultra runners, and here's what folks suggest for an effective blister kit, because I just didn't know the answer to it. So um, their suggestions are include a safety pin so that you can drain the blister, um, have a small tube of lube or antibiotic ointment, a sterile wipe, some sort of tape. And there are various suggestions for KT tape. Uh, Somebody made a very strong case for duct tape. And then numerous people suggested Luco tape, which I had to Google, and it's a medical style tape. And then one person said instead of those safety pins, that they bring a small Swiss army knife with scissors. So the scissors, you can cut the tape, and also you can use the Swiss army knife to lance blisters. 
Mm. Mm. I love the blister juice on Swiss Army knives. I can just see it (laughs) spouting right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I would definitely think socks would be a good call. And also, Mm -hmm. I'm sure she's done this because if she's asking for a blister kit, but I'm sure that I hope that she's putting like some lube on her feet before she goes out, especially Mm -hmm. if she knows that Mm -hmm. places are hot spots um, Mm -hmm. and that she really has her shoe and sock combo dialed in and her shoes are mm-hmm. not too big or too small because those are other mm. reasons you're going to get blisters. So I'm yes. sure Rihanna is on it, but just throwing that out there in case anyone else needs to hear it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good points. And then going back to that tape, there was one MacGyver esque hack that several folks suggested, which is, you know, rather than bringing out the whole honk and roll of tape that you wrap, whatever tape you're carrying around your hiking poles, if you carry them, or I like this suggestion, wrap the tape around a tube of chapstick mm-hmm. so that you just transport a section of the tape, not that entire roll. Imagine, <laughs> you imagine running with a like five pound big roll of duct tape. Well, I got a blister on my left foot. I got, I got a, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good, um, that's a backpacking, uh, hack of love from a oh, long time okay. ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I good. Mean, good. Yeah. Okay. It's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll, you know, if you want to buy a blister kit, you know, REI, Amazon, all those places sell it. They, you know, like in a, like a mini little thing. It's not, it's not mm-hmm. a bad idea to have it. I make my own when I'm hiking, even mm-hmm. though I don't necessarily have blisters so much. Knock on wood, but mm-hmm. band aids mm-hmm. for sure, Neosporin, um, and a safety pin. Those are kind of the three things. Moleskin's another mm-hmm. one, um, but it's mm-hmm. one of those things that I feel like moleskin. I've never been able to get it to work correctly. Right, mm-hmm. like you're supposed to like cut a donut. And so you, then you mm-hmm. put, um, you know, you put the, the blister in the donut and then you mm-hmm. put the moleskin around it. And it just, I always feel like it's just one of those things like, does this work for everyone else, but not me? <laughs> like, I'd rather just put a, <laughs> a big list, a big bandaid on it and just let it, let it be. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's kind of like the, um, those little corn protectors yeah, that, for, yeah. that, that older people use. And, and I don't know if you're, you're up to date on your viewing of the crown, but at one point they show Imelda's. Staunton or Stanton as um, Stanton, I guess is as uh, Queen Elizabeth in her quite later years. And they show her feet going, putting on a pair of kind of smart pumps. And she has one of those little corn things on her little toe. And I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) the reality of that little detail, just mm, (laughs) the costumer was on their game that day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And her smart pumps. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So, and then finally talking about um, feet, Several runners praised a site called fixingyourfeet.com. And I checked it out. It's really well done. It has loads of foot care articles in it and advice for, yes, fixing your feet. So I will link to that in the show notes. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, and good luck with your 55K race, Fryanna. We're eager to hear about it. For sure. How long is that? That's like 30. Is that 33 miles? Because Look at you, Timothy. Yeah. Is that right? Well, because if it's. Yeah, three point one, and so then we'd have there. I would think the eleven of point them. One. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, it's thirty three yeah. point or thirty four point. Oh gosh, now I'm making myself do math. <laughs> Fly and <laughs> podcast thirty four point one. I think. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. I've started on Duolingo. Uh, I've, I've been. I have more than a two year streak going on for Spanish, and then. My husband was like, oh, you should do the math. And I'm like, okay. So now I do math and Spanish. But the math is not in Spanish for the record. A lot of people have mentioned that too. They're like, wait, you do math and Spanish? No, no, no. <laughs> Numbers <laughs> are a universal language. They don't need to be uno, dos, right. tres. <laughs> yes. Um, all right, folks. We 
are in need of questions. Please, please, please call in with your question. And you do that by calling 470-BADASS-1. That's 470-223-2771. Please leave your first name and where you're calling from and then keep your message to a minute or less. And that number is in our show notes. Nice. And um, friends, it's almost a last call for Hike Like a Mother, a group program where we train together virtually for 20 weeks, meeting monthly as a group, griping about all the stairs I, Dimity, as your coach, are making you climb and otherwise supporting (laughs) each other. Um, We're going to come together in the Delaware Valley in Maryland on Saturday, June 15th to cover 20 glorious miles together, creating memories and no blisters at all. No blisters. Our That's training a big promise, Tim. Yeah, I know, I know. Okay, well, I'll have the kit with you. You know what? As long Good. as you don't juice over my uh, Swiss Army knife, I'm fine with you using my blister. Um, so our training begins on Monday, January 29th. Um, so giddy up if you want to join us. That link will also be in the show notes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very good. Our podcast today was produced in St. Paul, Minnesota by Barry Medor from Fire on the Bluff. Keep those questions coming. We are here with answers. And I mean, I got to say it, blister juice. I don't know. <laughs> Swiss army knife. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen. Wait, slow, slow down. Slow down, oh. Sarah. You're like in the middle. Yeah, it's okay. Oh, okay. Slow down a tiny bit. <clears throat> Clear the throat. <clears throat> Hold on, I'm gonna blow my nose before we start.